Celebrate your leap year with River Wolves Hockey. On Saturday, February 29th, it is Fan Appreciation Night. There will be giveaways all night long. Doors open at 645, puck drop at 730, but giveaways start as soon as the door opens. Come join us at the Marathon County Ice Arena for your chance to cheer on the River Wolves at home one final time and a great opportunity to walk away with a prize courtesy of the River Wolves and all of our amazing sponsors. We'll see you Saturday, February 29th. Let's go Wolves. Hello, River Wolves fans, and welcome inside the den. I, of course, am your host, Jake Sunholz, and this is episode number 13. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Um, if you didn't get a chance to hear it, I uh, highly encourage you to go check it out. It is a little bit different than our typical episodes. It was an in-depth uh, kind of background interview about the playing career and now coaching career of head coach Colin Bailey, as well as the uh, student uh, career, or I guess you could call that the academic career, and then the professional career of Zach Surway. Uh, it was over an hour-long episode, which is the longest episode we've done here on Inside the Den, and uh, it's well worth your time and definitely worth a listen. So uh, if this is your first time joining us here Inside the Den, or maybe for some reason you uh, just did not hear last week's episode, uh, go ahead and uh, pause this one and go back and listen to it or finish this one up and go back and listen to that other one as well. Maybe I suggest you do the latter as uh, the things we discussed uh, last week in last week's episode can be uh, heard and taken in at any time. Well, this week's episode is a, a bit more timely. We talk about the upcoming events uh, with the River Wolves with Zach Surway including the last two games of the home season, of the home schedule, I should say, this season. On Friday and Saturday, the last two days of February, we get an extra day in February this year. It is a leap year, so we're going to use that extra day and uh, play some hockey at the Marathon County Ice Arena. That also happens to be our fan appreciation night, and uh, you're going to hear more about that in just a few moments coming up with my interview with Zach Surway. Uh, right after this. But before that, we have uh, a recap of a River Wolves victory to get to. Was the largest margin of victory all season long for the River Wolves a complete domination of the Milwaukee Power? They win this one by a score of 7-1. to one. Sam Baker opened up the scoring uh, just about 12 minutes into the game. We'll get to the exact uh, moment here. 13-27 into the first period, Sam Baker would take a puck uh, that he stepped up and broke up a pass on the penalty kill, took it all the way down the ice, and uh, scored shorthanded off the assist from Mitch Adolski and Jake Minch. That was the first goal of the night, and this was uh, on Valentine's Day. And of course, if you've been listening, you know Valentine's Day was our very special teddy bear toss night. And uh, after the River Wolves scored their first goal, Everybody participated in that, and uh, again, we've got numbers on that and more results on that coming up uh, with Zach Surway. And again, just so many things to tell you about this episode. I'm uh, I keep getting ahead of myself a little bit, and have to have to remember 
Uh, well, we talked about that in the uh, interview coming up here, so I don't want to spoil too much, but it was a great turnout for the teddy bear toss. Uh, thank you to everybody who participated in that. Sam Baker uh, took it down the ice and scored. Everybody tossed their teddy bears onto the ice. Just a minute and 10 seconds later, Hayden Miller made it a 2 to nothing game assist from Mitch Adolski. And then the scoring uh, just continued in the second period. River Wolves, again, total domination, especially in the second period. They scored four goals in the second period, would score another one in the third, and would give up just one goal uh, in the third period to Ryan Hoover of Milwaukee. Joseph LaForge made 40 saves on 41 shot attempts, earning him a first star performance and earning him the solo spot on this week's Players Only segment. So uh, make sure you stick around and uh, hear my interview with Joseph LaForge at the end of this episode. Uh, goals in that second period were scored by Casey Couture, Ian Raditz, Tanner Escrow, and Robert Carlson. And then Sam Baker would round out the scoring again in the third period. So Baker getting the first and last goal in this game. Uh, the first one being shorthanded, the last one uh, even strength. But the River Wolves uh, did score a power play goal as well. That goal came at the 1 minute 39 second mark. It was uh, Casey Couture's goal assisted by Mitch Adolski and Jake Minch. That goal also happened to give Mitch Adolski a playmaker. So uh, Mitch having himself quite a night. Uh, ended up having four assists total. Three of those coming on the first three goals of the game. So Mitch Adolski with a four-point night. Sam Baker with a three-point night with uh, two goals and an assist. Casey Couture with a goal and an assist. And uh, I believe Alex Kelsall had two assists as well. So busy, busy night for multiple Riverwolves uh, in that 7-1 to victory over the Milwaukee Power. As mentioned, uh, Joseph LaForge would get named the first star. After making 40 saves on 41 shot attempts, Mitch Adulski, the second star of the game, and Casey Couture, the third star. That was the only uh, contest of the weekend for the River Wolves as they get set for uh, just one contest again this weekend. Won't play until the 23rd as Wausau will head down to take on Cooley Region. And then five days later, uh, Cooley Region will come return the favor as they will take on Wausau in the first of the last two home games, uh, that one happening on Friday, the February 28th. And then the last home game on the 29th, the River Wolves will uh, welcome in the uh, always tough Rochester Grizzlies. Of course, the Grizzlies already locked up a playoff spot a long time ago. They sit atop the Central Division, and this will be Wausau's last crack at the uh, ferocious Grizzlies. So that should be some great hockey going on on the 28th and the 29th. You can catch the River Wolves game against Cooley Region on Sunday, February 25th on Hockey TV. And then uh, again, we hope to see you out at the Marathon County Ice Arena to uh, round out February and round out the River Wolves home season uh, with us on those two evenings. Don't forget, you can follow the River Wolves uh, online on your favorite social medias by searching Wausau R Wolves. Uh, you can uh, get the latest and greatest, uh, including in-game postings. Uh, as well as off-season. We've got that off-season coming up, but the off-season uh, truly never stops. If you uh, have played hockey uh, at all or, or just been involved with hockey in your life, 
you know that that sentiment is quite true. The offseason is uh, never very long, and there truly never is a hockey season offseason when it comes to hockey season. So join us online by searching Wausau R Wolves. You can follow me at Senholes on Sport. And again, as always, thanks for being here inside the den. I think we'll only have a handful of podcasts coming up uh, throughout the rest of the season. So we're going to do our best to make them great, including uh, next week. We plan on having Blake Neudecker, who is uh, returning from his opportunity to represent the Riverwolves at the NA3 Top Prospects Tournament uh, out in Massachusetts. Played uh, three games over the course of two days with the Central Division team, and we will talk to him all about that and uh, find a little bit more out about his background and his uh, experience as a hockey player. All that coming up next week inside the den. Uh, Still got Zach Surway and Coach Bailey and Joseph LaForge coming up for you uh, over the course of this episode. Thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you next week right here inside the den. Hey, Riverwolves fans, visit autoselectonline.com to schedule your next service appointment today. Autoselect, you're good to go. And welcome back inside the den. I have uh, Zach Surway with me, and we have a lot to talk about here as we uh, look towards the end of the season, unfortunately, but uh, still a lot of great uh, promo nights and giveaways, a lot of great things happening here at the Marathon County Ice Arena, including something that happened uh, on Valentine's Day, so last Friday, which was the teddy bear toss. And if you've been keeping up with us, you know that the teddy bear toss, uh, of course, was to benefit kids in north central Wisconsin, presented by both uh, the Salvation Army and Culver's. And it was a a nice turnout, and the Riverwolves did score the very first goal of the game. It was a shorthanded goal by Sam Baker, and uh, everybody threw their... uh, miscellaneous stuffed animals out on the ice and i only say that because it was much more than teddy bears we had uh, octopus a lion uh dogs all sorts of different stuffed animals so it was a great turnout thank you to uh, everybody who participated in it and uh zach do you have the actual numbers as far as uh how many uh stuffed animals we got this year compared to last year maybe um, so this year we ended up with 109 uh total uh, stuffed animals we were really happy with that turnout um, and it was uh, a good thing that it happened pretty early in the game with it coming, I think it was, what, 12 minutes in, into the game. Yep. And to have it come on even a, on a shorthanded goal is, is, is nice to happen, too. So um, I wasn't necessarily expecting at that moment where we were on the penalty kill. So um, people were pretty excited even in the, after, I think, a couple of people forgot to throw their teddy bears the first time because in the second goal there was a couple that end up throwing a, a couple of bears at that point too yeah indeed i don't know if they were maybe in the bathroom or just weren't paying attention uh but uh, a second goal was scored just about a minute and 10 seconds later and yeah like you said a couple extra teddy bears were tossed over the glass but uh, again we had a great turnout and channel nine was here actually yep. did a story on the teddy bear toss as well yeah so it was great to have them out here and they did a story on that and uh, kind of thing that they highlighted was the uniqueness of the uh, teddy bear toss and and how everyone's really watching um, more intently than they normally do because it's something that you know can happen at any point. And I think that part of it for me is is the best part of the promotion um, is you get fans a little bit more engaged than just casually um, watching. And then also obviously we get to help out the community and um, kids here in North Central Wisconsin as well. And uh, like you mentioned, it literally can happen at any time, including obviously on a penalty kill. So uh, next year, everybody beware. Even if you're killing off, killing off a penalty, uh, that 
teddy bear toss goal can happen uh, at any any moment. So again, thank you to uh, everybody who uh, brought their own teddy bear or uh, purchased uh, one from us and tossed it on the ice. We greatly appreciate that, as do the kids. But uh, moving on, this weekend uh, we get a break from home game action. The River Wolves have been at home the last three weeks in a row. They will uh, go on the road to Cooley and then come back next weekend to uh, wrap up the home or the home schedule is uh, what I'm looking for there with uh, two contests on the 27th, excuse me, the 28th of February and the 29th. Uh, 28th of February going to be our final $2 beer night, and uh, this one has a giveaway to go along with it. Can you give us a little more details on that, Zach? Yeah, that's right, Jake. Uh, so on the uh, 28th, um, we have, it's obviously $2 beer night, and then it's also um, a really cool River Wolves uh, koozie giveaway uh, as well everyone loves koozie especially you know coming in the summertime you're sitting in the lake you need to keep your uh beverage cold and uh koozies are a perfect way to do it so we got a really cool um koozie giveaway that night and then obviously two two uh, beer happening from one to time the doors open at six forty-five all the way through uh 10 minutes remaining in the third period and then the next night is our fan appreciation night. Uh, lots of giveaways, a lot of different. It's actually, uh, I think, a good way to describe it is kind of um, all of our different promotional nights kind of like gathered into one. Yep. And that'll all happen on uh, Saturday, the 29th. Yeah, that's right. So that, that final game, um, we have fan appreciation night. So everything um, in terms of the, the giveaways is happening. So we'll have basically giveaways uh, about. 30 each uh, period going on. So we have a ton of different businesses um, with different gift certificates. Um, normally the value is around $20. So um, it's essentially a good opportunity for fans to go home with something of value. Um, and it's obviously the really the celebration of the end of the season and your last opportunity to, to see the River Wolves during the 2019-2020 season. And indeed, it is exactly that, the last opportunity to come watch some uh, great junior hockey being played here at the Marathon County Ice Arena and also likely walk away with some sort of prize. I think ratio last year was about uh, 25% of fans in attendance who went home with a prize. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So it's a, you know, it's a good opportunity for people to, to take home a, a giveaway and uh, enjoy a fun night of, of hockey as well. And we want to really, with it being Fan Appreciation Night, uh, you know, we want to thank all the fans that have supported us. Uh, this season, we haven't, you know, obviously won, you know, the amount of games that we would have liked to, um, but we're happy with the people that have stuck, stuck through it and continue to see this uh, product develop uh, on the ice here in Wausau. And if you are in attendance and you uh, own a business or you think you know somebody who owns a bis- business who might be interested in uh, participating in future fan appreciation nights or even having their own giveaway uh, next year, possibly, uh, you can contact Zach or the River Wolves front office, and uh, we'll get you set up with everything and uh, ready to roll for next season. Yeah, exactly. We're already you know, beginning to work on the uh, 2020-21 campaign, and it'll be here pretty quickly. The one thing with hockey especially is the, the off season isn't um, that long with it being a, a six-month season, so we'll be back at it um, in late September before you know it. Alrighty, so uh, come on down again. Riverwood's off at home this weekend, but then uh, two great opportunities next weekend, which I'm sure we will uh, remind you about next week as well uh, when we talk to uh, Blake Neudecker and others when Blake comes back from his uh, Top Elite Prospects tournament. So a lot of good things happening here in the Riverwood's organization, 
And Zach, we will talk to you next week. Thanks. Head to Milwaukee Burger Company in Wausau to score pregame during the 1920 season. Buy two entrees and receive a basket of cheese curds 50% off. You won't regret it. And welcome back inside the den. Joining me once again is head coach of the Riverwolves, Colin Bailey. And fresh off a 7-1 victory over the Milwaukee Power this last weekend. It is the second time in the same amount of weeks that the Riverwolves were able to uh, beat Milwaukee. This time they did it handily, uh, 7-1. to one. Coach, uh, you guys, your team pretty much dominated. Actually, uh, they, they controlled the game from the start, but they dominated uh, all, most of the way through, including four goals in the second period. Yep. Uh, you started the scoring with uh, Sam Baker, penalty kill goal. So the, uh, the uh, penalty killing unit just continues to be on a roll. Uh, pretty much everything going right, and Joseph LaForge had a fantastic game in net, making 40 saves on 41 shot attempts. Everything went went right on Friday. Uh, could you tell, like, coming into the building, was there a different feeling in the air? Did you guys know that uh, this was going to be a good one from the start? Yeah, there was There was definitely a certain, you know, a different energy there. But, um, you know, we know that we, we play very well against Milwaukee. You know, I think, in my opinion, we're, we're a little bit of a better team. I think we're pretty equal. Um but, you know, the guys just have such a confidence going in against Milwaukee that, you know, after this season, you know, we're played, you know, teams like Rochester and Granite City and all that stuff, you know, uh, getting to play against Milwaukee is something a little bit exciting for them. You know, they, they get a little bit more hyped up for it. And um, it, it definitely showed on Friday, you know, they dominated right from the drop of the puck. And it was it was very exciting to see. And including, uh, as mentioned, that uh, penalty kill goal, the first goal of the game, that one coming uh, from Sam Baker, we've talked a little bit about the penalty killing unit uh, in recent episodes, just yeah. how, how good it's been. They killed off another five on three, yep. um, which, again, you probably don't want these guys getting themselves in the five on three situation. But the fact that they've been able to kill off how many in a row, I mean, uh, it speaks to just how good these guys are on, on the penalty kill. Uh, but it was the teddy bear toss night on Friday, which yep. means, of course, the uh, First, after the first goal by the Riverwolves, everybody tosses their uh, stuffed animals onto the ice. Was there any chatter amongst the boys uh, on who wanted to be the one to score that goal? <laughs> I think everybody kind of wanted to be, but um, no, I'm glad. I'm glad Sam Baker got that one. You know, he's he's kind of a very underrated player, and I think he's been he's been playing fantastic. You know, he, he's pretty much a catalyst for that penalty kill, and his uh, his hockey sense is just you know through the roof and. Um, you know, he's been really, really turning it up here within the last month once he's got, gotten to full health. But, um, you know, that teddy bear toss is something special. I know that, you know, I think that added to the energy energy for that night and, uh, you know, went, went fantastic. Yeah, Sam Baker, uh, underrated is, is the word you used. And I honestly would uh, have to kind of agree. He hasn't put up that many points early on in the season, but he's always in amongst the play, affecting uh, affecting some sort of play. He's a fantastic penalty killer, and he scored twice uh, on on uh, Friday night as well. Um, he's always a, a player, too, that if you look back through the three stars, Sam always seems to be somewhere in those yeah. three stars, so he's affecting the game constantly. Yeah. I mean, every time he's on the ice, you know, he's going to make an impact, and it's uh, he, he's just, you know, the small, subtle plays, and um, you know, just creating time and space and, you know, puck protection is, a, you know, a definite specialty of his. And, you know, it's been fun to really watch him blossom and, you know, become a, you know, elevate his game. You know, as, as Joseph had, you know, mentioned, every single player here has just improved so much. It's, it's, it's incredible and it's been great to see. And he's, you know, he's definitely one of them. 
and we'll talk to Joseph later on in the podcast in the uh, players only segment. Um, but um, we'll stick with Joseph. Actually, uh, I asked you last week uh, if you had decided already who who was going to get the start, and you said you hadn't made up your mind. We uh, get to Friday night, and it's Joseph in net. He comes out, makes forty saves on forty one yeah. shot attempts. Some awesome saves uh, in there as well. Some sprawling saves. Uh, some nice glove saves. What did you see uh, out of uh, Joseph this past week in practice that uh, prompted you to give him the start? I mean, something that about Joseph is his work ethic is just, it's fantastic. You know, he, he never gives up on any place. You know, no matter what, you know, he'll come off with a smile on his ice and say, you know, or, you know, smile on his face off the ice and just say, you know what, I did my best. And, um, you know, it's very apparent as well. He's been just a very steady, you know, calming presence between the net and that, you know, that six foot seven frame definitely helps out. And, you know, helps him get some of those extra shots that, you know, extra saves that he might not have been able to make, you know, otherwise. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, his his improvement as well has just been phenomenal. Um, you know, take take him now and, you know, who he was in the first day of, you know, report day, you know, it's a it's a totally different goalie. So, I mean, he's his, confidence-wise, you know, skill-wise, he's just improved, you know, tremendously, like I said. He's also an example of what a teammate should be, at least yeah. in my mind, because he's always from from uh, the very first podcast we ever did back when I asked Tyler Clatt, who's your biggest supporter? And he said, probably my freshman yeah. or my uh, rookie, Joseph LaForge. And if you watch after every single period, LaForge will leave the bench when he's not playing. He'll leave the bench and he'll skate towards the net yeah. and like either uh, like do nucks with uh, whoever's playing or like talk talk to him or whatever like he doesn't even wait for tyler to get to the bench and then talk to him he actually goes out onto the ice talks to him especially if uh, it hasn't was a rough period or whatever he'll go offer him some support and uh, you see that kind of stuff out of joseph all the time yeah. so uh that's that's a player you got to be just really happy to oh, uh, have here around the organization for absolutely. going forward Another player that's made a big impact on this team is uh, Blake Neudecker. He's not here because uh, he currently is playing in the top, uh, the yep. elite prospects top tournament, prospects top tournament, prospects yeah. tournament in the NA3. He was the uh, lone River Wolf uh, amongst uh, maybe uh, a few different deserving River Wolves, but he was the lone uh, player to make it to the central uh, top prospect team. Have you gotten a chance to uh, watch him at all in that tournament? Yeah, yeah. So I've been I've kept pretty close track of the tournament, and so far I've been very impressed with how he's been playing. You know, he's made made the simple plays, and that's you know basically what I told him to do is just play your game. Don't do anything out. You know, don't try and be too fancy. Just make the simple plays and be shut down defensively. And um, you know, I'm I'm really glad he had this opportunity. It's you know it's unfortunate only one of us got to you know got to go, but. You know, I think he was very deserving of it as well. And, you know, it's, there's a very fair case that there, you know, could have been four or five guys that mm-hmm. could have been going. And, um, you know, I know that was kind of tough for a couple of the other guys. But, um, you know, he's he's been, you know, just a steady presence as well and making the simple plays and adding a little bit of an offensive flair from the, from the back end, which has been nice. Yeah, including an assist this morning, I believe. Yeah, yep. Uh, so, I, I, you know, that was a great play by him. You know, he made the simple play, got pucks on that. Great tip. So, I mean, uh, he's, you know, he's been – an impact player from from what I've seen every game so far, and that's been you know I mean glad glad he's been able to represent our organization in that way. And I believe we will have Blake on the podcast next week to discuss uh, all things about the tournament, as yep. well as get to know his background a little bit because he's one of the few players we uh, haven't done the uh, in depth interview with. Um, it's moving on now. Just uh, three games for you guys in the past twenty seven calendar days. Yeah. Um, not typical nope. uh, over the course of an NA3 season, but 
do you prefer this type of schedule where you have practice all week and then you get one game yeah. as opposed to when you have, say, 14 days off total where you don't play any games? Yeah, no, I, I definitely do, and I think it, it worked out perfectly because, I mean, this this time of the year is just, it's it's tough, you know, for any team, whether you're the first in the standings or last in the standings, it's uh, it's it's tough, but, I mean, it's it's able to uh, give the guys a chance to kind of take a step back so that they, they don't get overwhelmed when, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, tempers get a little bit high and, you know, we're just around everybody all the time. So, I mean, given, you know, one, one game a weekend gives guys a chance to kind of unwind and either if they want to go home over the weekend, then, you know, that's fine and good for them, and, uh, you know, I definitely prefer prefer how it's been kind of set up. You know, an off weekend's nice here and there, but uh, you know, I like the one game a weekend kind of series that we've been rolling with. And then it uh, sets you up for basically uh, a big rush to end the season. You've yep. got uh, three games over twenty seven days, and then you've got your final six games over the course of nine days. Yeah. So it's going to be a uh, a big push to end the season. Absolutely. But. Uh, I'm sure you guys will uh, end it strong. Something that I do want to talk about, though, that we haven't addressed actually all season, um, basically because it hasn't been much of a factor, but uh, it's the second time in uh, about two weeks that you guys have had a player ejected for fighting. Yeah. What is your philosophy on fighting? You know, honestly, I, I think there's a place for it in the game. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, at this level, I don't think there's a, there's a place for, you know, having a designated fighter. Um, but I think in both, you know, in both situations, both guys kind of didn't really have an option but to mm-hmm. fight. And in that situation, you know, if, if they're standing up for themselves, protecting themselves or protecting their teammates, you know, I, I genuinely don't have a problem with that, you know, and it's, both of them have been pretty good fights and, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll give them a pat on the back for that. But, you know, I think it's a part of our game and, it's uh it's something that's kind of dwindling out where I you know I don't really know if it should be but um you know it's you know good for them it's and it's something I try to discourage especially at this level since mm-hmm. you miss an extra game and you know, it's, it is it really worth it at that point but mm-hmm. I mean if you know if you're protecting yourself you're protecting your teammate I you know I think it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and something that I forgot to mention <laughs> in the setup of that question too was you guys were winning the game in both of those fight yeah. instances. So it's not like you were like you know, trailing by a large amount right. or trying to get back in the game at a crucial moment in the third period, and now a guy decides a to pick a fight. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's It was a different situation, and like you said, it was uh, um, uh, to both fights actually were ones that were probably called for, and they were they were uh, after the other guy, because I think both of them were initiated by the yeah. other team. so I mean, that's, you know, if, if you're not really right. given an option, you got to stand up to the bell. Otherwise, it looks, looks a little worse. Right, exactly. Away, you know? So, I mean, I'm glad that they stood up for themselves and uh, defended themselves, and I thought they both did pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, Holtberg, uh, Holtberg's fight was, was pretty good. It was a little shorter, but I thought shorter, yeah. I was impressed with the Kelsall fight. Yeah, like, he, he that thing went on and on and on. Yeah, it was a little it was, scrappy, so, I mean, it was good for him. Good to see him, and, you know, definitely got the boys pumped up, yeah. too, which was good. And, again, they avoid that uh, – game misconduct they yeah. have to leave the ice for the rest of the game but anytime you can uh, get a good fight in and yep. then you get to be on the ice the next game too that's pretty much a yeah. win-win yeah we'll see what happens with Devin I haven't gotten the dots report yet but we'll see uh hopefully he's back for next game but if not you know I think it was I think it was a good call yeah worthwhile yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well that's pretty much all I've got for you this week uh we've been talking every single week now yep. so uh um I, we've pretty much addressed i think most things that we have to talk about except when i was driving here i was like we haven't talked about fights great we can talk we can talk (laughs) about that but uh 
we'll probably talk to you uh, next week. We'll talk to Blake as well and uh, hopefully be discussing another dominant victory over Cooley Region. That's the plan. Boys are coming in with some good confidence, so I'm excited for it. All right, awesome, and of course you can check out that game uh, on Hockey TV, and then the Riverwolves will be back in action on their home ice right here at the Marathon County Ice Arena next week. So, uh, coach, good luck down in coach. Good luck down at Cooley, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. That is head coach of the Wausau Riverwolves, Colin Bailey. Don't miss a minute of Riverwolves hockey this season. Catch all the games streaming live online at HockeyTV.com. All right, and welcome back inside the den for today's players only segment. We have a goaltender number thirty-five, fresh off a forty-save performance in a seven-to-one victory. It is Joseph LaForge, and uh, Joseph, you played incredible on Friday. You personally and your team as well. What was going good for you guys, or what was working on Friday? Uh, I think everyone was just doing their job, and everyone seemed like they were clicking pretty well. Um, really, nothing bad happened in the game to be honest and uh, everything just went pretty smooth I don't know and 40 saves uh, on 41 shot attempts it's a 97.5 save percentage that's something you got to be pretty happy about huh I've seen a lot more shots so that wasn't a big deal yeah and uh, <laughs> we're gonna get there in a, in a moment uh, actually I guess we'll, we'll jump to that right now um, Obviously, a shutout is the number one uh, goal in any goaltender's mind. You were one save away. Um, what is or when is the last time that you recorded a shutout? Um, I've only had one in a game, and that was like my sophomore year of high school, first game in playoffs. Uh, it was a pretty easy team, so it wasn't a very hard, very hard win. So I how many like ten saves? Okay, I was I was gonna say how many saves was the most yeah. you've ever made in a shutout, but I guess that's the answer, huh? My most saves in a game. I faced 96 shots one time. That was a lot. <laughs> I, only, I only saved like 85 of them, but it's okay. Still, that's that's pretty <laughs> remarkable. Um, I played goalie for a long, long time. I don't think I ever got into the 90s, but I definitely had some 75 somewhere in there. But uh, either way, 40 saves is still 40 saves, and um, it's not like they were all trash shots. I mean, uh, Milwaukee had some good scoring opportunities. You had to make some uh, some really nice saves. And uh, again, overall, you guys just worked great as a team. Ended up with that seven to one victory. Uh, you guys only played one game this last weekend. What do you think uh, you did last week in practice that uh, caught coach's eye and made him give you the start this last weekend? I don't know. Just working hard every day, trying to be better than the other goalies, but still having a good relationship with them. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, it's all about that balance. You're still your teammates, but your competitors as well, playing for uh, playing for time. At uh, the end of the day, I just want to play. So. Yeah. And speaking of that, um, Taryn Moore, you guys had three go- three goalies. Uh, he leaves the team to join another club uh, about halfway through the season. How has practice changed for you since you guys uh, made that transition from three goalies to two? Uh, a lot more shots, more repetition, and I don't know, just definitely get a lot more tired after practice yeah do you prefer being like in that constantly or did you like having that third goalie so you could rotate out a little bit uh it was nice having a break but i can definitely see myself getting better with only two because i'm in the net more but i don't know it doesn't really matter to me so it seems like you just uh you'd like to take your place in net, do your job make the saves and uh, at the end of the day you know, whatever happens, happens, kind of that attitude. That's always the goal is to 
let him less than the other team. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when when you get down to it, that that pretty much is uh, the sole job of a goalie. It doesn't always happen though. N- not always, but uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, so the season uh, is starting to uh, come to. A bit of a close. Only, I believe, six games left in total. Two of them left here at home. Uh, what are your thoughts kind of on the season as a whole? And then uh, maybe on you personally, like your personal progression or your growth as a hockey player. Just overall, how would you rate the season, uh, both um, from a team standpoint and an individual? Well, I think everyone everyone got better. So the main goal of this league is to get better. So that was achieved. It would have been nice to win a couple more games, but... Everyone really worked hard and got got better. And for me, I from where I started, I'm way better. Just recognizing that from where I was when I got here. But there's still so much more that I could be better at that I need to work on. Um, and I've had a lot of great times here, a lot of great memories. Well, and you're still a first-year player in the NA3, too, so it's yeah. not like you're out of time. You've got plenty of hockey left ahead of you. Uh, what maybe is a personal highlight uh, off the ice from this season? Something that happened uh, with the boys or something you guys did uh, that's going to stick in your mind forever? Just hanging out all the time, uh, not really being lazy, no one's just sitting at home all day, just bonfires after the game, hanging out with the boys. I've heard a lot of uh, talk about the team gatherings on Wednesdays. I hear you go over movie to Coach nights. Bailey's house, movie oh, yeah. nights. Yeah, what's what's been your favorite movie that you guys watched over those movie nights? Ooh, we've wanted to watch Tropic Thunder for quite some time. I'm waiting for that one. But, and Coach just won't allow it, or what? Um, we don't have a DVD player for that one. Oh, it's okay. But, uh, okay. The Other Guys was a pretty good one. We watched that one a couple of weeks back. That was pretty funny. I've seen that a few times, so... So mostly comedies, uh, oh, a yeah. f- few action movies that mixed in there probably mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Who usually is the one that decides? Uh, I know uh, Coach Bailey said that he usually has to make an, exec- an executive decision or otherwise none of you guys can come to a conclusion, but uh, who who usually is the one to suggest the movies? Well, we usually spend a good 20 minutes <laughs> trying to find something and usually just ends up being calm, picking something. And I'll say Tropic Thunder several times so we can try to watch it. Well, maybe maybe at the very end of the season. like Maybe we'll, we'll go out with that one. That'll be the last one. Yeah, there, there you go, Coach. You give it to them. They deserve it. Yeah. Um, plans for the off offseason. Uh, are you going to go back home and work? Or uh, what What are your plans? What's the off season look like? So I am going to go back home and work at the Kenosha County Fair again. Probably stack hay like I've been doing the last couple summers. That's some good money. And, yeah, it's not hard bad. work though. Mm-hmm. And uh, workout, I am trying to practice with a couple of the U uh, eighteen teams around my house just to practice stay in the ice a little bit. Hopefully that'll work out, and maybe a couple pre draft camps if I can get in, into one of those. So still getting on the ice a lot throughout the off season. Oh, yeah. uh, what's a goal? Something that maybe you noticed throughout the course of the season that you're like, man, I need to work on that, come back stronger next season. I don't really work out as much as I probably should. Um, like cardio-wise or like no, weightlifting-wise? just getting stronger, like working out, like weights and stuff. But running is not really something I'm yeah. too into. <laughs> yeah, weights are a good goal. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you there. I'm not much into the cardio, especially running. No, it's just, running is not a good time. 
especially us, it seems like uh, with goalies, obviously you need to be in great shape and have good cardio. But since we only spend most of our day in in and around the crease instead of running up and down the ice all the time, um, you don't really much feel like no, like I, running or, or doing skating drills or anything like that. I would say the goalie is supposed to be the best skater on the team, but I'm not really there. So I would say that's what I've always been told as a kid. Yeah. Goalie is supposed to be the best, but I don't know. I just don't yeah. like to run. <laughs> right. That's something that coaches will pound into your head, but then you look around and it's like, do you see how good some of these guys are that are on my team? Like, how am I supposed to outskate them? Plus, I've got 30 pounds of equipment on, but yeah. either way, uh, I digress on that one. Uh, do you watch the NHL at all? Uh, or have you been, or you been too busy? I really only watch the Blackhawks. Uh, I used to watch NHL Network every morning as a kid, but they don't really have that up here for at my billet house, so I don't watch that anymore. Sure. I was so, just going to ask you for your uh, mid-season Stanley Cup pick if you uh, if you've been watching, but uh, seems like the Lightning are doing pretty good again, but they always choke in the playoffs. Yeah. So you never know. Eleven win streak. Um, I think their goalie is uh, a prime candidate for the uh, every year. Yep, for the Vesna Trophy. Yeah. Uh, so the Lightning are—they are looking pretty good. Um, Crawford's better, in my opinion. Yeah, he's got more rings too. So yeah, that's true. Uh, tough to debate <laughs> that there. Yeah, I see you are wearing a uh, Bears hat. You, uh, what are your hopes for the uh, for the Bears coming up? I know they're bringing Trubisky back. How do you feel about that? I didn't even know. <laughs> no. I don't know. It's all hockey season right now. Huh? Uh, they won the division last year, and this year they had a better record than the Packers did last year. So they had a record that some teams had the worst one they made in the playoffs. So that's true. I don't know. Eight and eight's not too bad. That's true. I th- I personally think uh, I was saying that they were going to win the NFC North again this year. So I think that they'll run it back and be all right. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is the savior, but. Um, I, think right. he, I think he had a down year. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, I guess that'll uh, conclude uh, the uh, hockey and football talk here. Thanks for joining us, Joseph, and good luck the rest of the season, uh, however many more uh, starts you get. And uh, hopefully we'll see you back here in a Riverwoods jersey next year. Thanks for having me. You bet. That is, uh, uh, have a great offseason and good luck with everything. That is uh, Riverwoods goaltender number 35, Joseph LaForge. Whether it's an employee outing, youth hockey group, school group, birthday celebration, or customer appreciation night, bring your group together and share in the excitement of River Wolves hockey. Take advantage of our group ticket packages today. Be the office hero and book your group outing with the River Wolves. For more information on group nights, visit riverwolveshockey.com.